1: No, 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 Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL podcast, and today we're doing the Brisbane Lions 2020 season preview. So before we get into 2020, we we'll have a quick look back at season 2019, and 16 wins, finishing second on the ladder. Fair to say, at the start of the year, if they are offered that, they take it without Absolutely hesitation.
0: Yep. Yeah, they were obviously the surprise bunch, but when you really looked at them play, you were like, this is legit, this is really yeah. how it should be. Um, it's one of the few teams where on paper you're like yeah not too bad but when they put it all together you're like this is a really really well run squad fantastic mixture
2: of like young hungry talent and just Uh, very wise who just tell young
0: talent what to do with it
1: and some pretty good recruits too don't worry about that yeah yeah, um I f- felt like the year before they were a little bit too happy with just five wins. Yeah. Um, yep. You thought, oh, the green shoots. This is amazing. 16 wins in mm. second. Especially um,
0: how they finished off the season. It's, uh, yeah, a real winner to be a, a Brisbane supporter. And they definitely got out there and supported them as well. They did.
1: They got some big crowds. Mm. And, and that's really, when we talk about their highs for the year, I yeah. think that was one of the best. They had a couple yeah. of sellouts there yeah. um, before finals.
2: Fagan you know? mm. getting recognised in public. <laughs> uh, oh, you should never have expected that from a Brisbane squad. No, getting
1: stopped up there. And a few of them actually recognised Luke Hodge. They didn't, think, yeah, shit. Yeah, they didn't think he used to play for the Broncos. I mean, so. to be
2: fair, they called him that cunt uh, yeah. for the first few rounds until they realised that he was on their squad. Yeah, it still happens, doesn't it? Well, uh, I mean, you know, you uh, run
1: with it. Uh, what other highs did they have throughout the year?
2: Uh, well, I thought they start.
1: Round, mean, round one, mm. yeah.
2: Yeah, one, two, and three to put on uh, three hundred 100-point hurtens in a row.
1: Scoring 100 points, yes.
2: Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, and do it, you know, and they're a little well, wasteful, too, like uh fifteen twelve, sixteen, eleven sixteen eleven, but you get fifteen plus goals in a yeah, game that's it's a good games, nothing wrong with sixteen
1: yeah, eleven 11 yeah. yeah. take sixteen, and eleven uh but round one, especially you know uh, the reigning premiers comes to your um your place, and uh, not only do you win, you win handily, mm, yeah uh, that's a good day,
2: and aggressively too, um, but their ability to put heavy scores on was spectacular all year and against quality opposition and they also didn't ease up for the
0: uh, also runs as well. Yeah, I mean, that's had some close games they got, uh, got on top of as well, didn't they? Yeah.
1: There
0: were a few up there like 1.2 point differences. Well, especially, like, and that's
1: one of the highs I had was uh, the 1 point win against Geelong at home. Yeah. Um, bringing back miracle on grass memories for all the Lions fans that they love so much. And I think that was Lincoln McCarthy's 50th or 100th game. Yep. And he's the one that took the screamer to kick the, the winner as well. Yeah. Um, and speaking of highs, Lincoln McCarthy
0: Oh, he's um, definitely the standout. Um, one of those guys that, some of the street, I mean, looks like he'd be, you know, a very well, well-disciplined uh, student.
1: Yeah, and he was the steak knives thrown in with the uh, Lockie Neal. Yeah. Um, but some of the, uh, the, the 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 plays that he made and the moments that she the, brilliance. The marks. Where, yeah. Where did this come from, mate? No idea. And really good on the left boot as well. Uh, yep. Both sides of the body.
0: Yeah, he was a thick, thick nugget, that little fellow,
1: Isn't he? Um, absolutely stoked they'd be with what they got out of him. Uh, Lockie Neal was brilliant. He was my pick for uh, Brownlow for most of the year. yeah. Um, yep. But really, he played... I mean, They wanted uh, an absolute A-grade midfielder, and that's what they got yeah. out of him. He did exactly what they thought he would do.
0: Something they didn't expect. It just popped up you know, uh, all around the place. Um, <clears throat> they're a team now that... Uh, the people that they used to rest on, like obviously we're not going into who's probably on the trouble block yet, but yep. I mean, Daniel Rich, is one of the players that had so much pressure on him all the time and performed by himself for yeah. a, lot, a lot of seasons.
1: Now, I think that they found how to use Daniel Rich now. Mm. Um, and that is, we're going to play him, you know what, he's going to be backwards of, of center. Yeah, He's yep. going to be the one that sets up the, the play for us. But
2: their forward structure was just unbelievable. Like, uh, their ability to find goals through guys like, uh, you know, Rayner, um, through Oscar McGinnery, McGinnity. The Big O. Big O. Um, they kicked the uh, fourth most goals for the season. Yep. Behind only West Coast, Richmond and GWS. So you got the two yeah. grand finalists and the reigning Premier. Yep. For a team that was coming from as far back as them. Yeah. Jeez, that's a feather in your cap.
1: And on that, uh, Charlie Cameron. Um, there were a lot of times where teams had to come up with a plan for Charlie Cameron. Uh, yeah, you know, yep. one-on-one, he was yeah. just too good.
2: Do you reckon Brisbane actually started the um, uh, Simple Minds thing? Collective <laughs> Minds?
1: <laughs> Collective, Because yeah. it was up in the
2: Gold Coast, wasn't it? So they might have actually yeah, had to it was. Have, some, have some input on it oh. to get uh, players to leave Adelaide <laughs> and just... it was. It was 4D chess. They wanted Charlie Cameron. Oh, like, all right, this will do it.
1: I've got a feeling, though. Like, I like the theory, but I've got a feeling he left just before it. Yeah, don't fuck with my program, man. <laughs> he he might have got it through secondhand, though. You it,
2: no. Brisbane supporters would be quite happy to think that Fagan was planning this far ahead <laughs> to snare Charlie Cameron through PSYOPs
1: oh, over the, in Gold Coast. They'd believe it. They'd believe it, without yeah. a doubt. Um, and
0: they just wouldn't know what the fuck Collective Minds is.
2: They don't get yeah. that news. Or they might have just waved some big-titted meter maids at them. I don't know. Uh, That'll <laughs> do it, too.
1: No, no, Capper's moved back to Melbourne. <laughs> um, the lows then I mean, for the year for the Brisbane. Um,
2: uh, getting done by Essendon is is one of mine. <laughs> yeah. That's always a low, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: Yeah. but I mean, Essendon still made finals. Yeah, but
2: um, it was they were coming off three weeks in a row of 100 point plus. Yeah. Uh, and to kick 9-11...
1: And i got a feeling Essendon struggled in the early parts yep. of the season too.
2: Yeah, Essendon kicked 17-10 and gave almost a 10-goal hurting on them. Uh It was Essendon's home game, granted, but even so... Um, they would be disappointed with that. Yeah, yeah. I would have uh,
1: thought
0: losing uh, two weeks in a row to Richmond really uh, gave them the the obviously the confidence. But I feel like they lost confidence going into the finals with that yep. one because one was at home, one was away, one was away first, then at home they yep. lost as well. I feel like that's really hard to, to get over when you go into the final series against teams where it's tight at the top.
1: But at the end of the day, they were beaten by the better side too. Yeah, uh, yep. that's what I think. Even though they finished higher on the ladder than than the yeah. Tigers. Um, I put the Collingwood thumping, yeah, um, which is about round five. Yeah,
2: it was just after the Essendon thumping. Yeah, mm.
1: um, because they hyped this one up, and at the time they were three and one. Yeah. they got a capacity crowd in there, and they really like. If you lost by a goal, you go. You know what? We gave our best for the day, but they were outclassed and had no answer to um, Jaden Stevenson. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, which is a little bit disappointing for them, um, but they recovered for the rest of the year. Um, so did
0: they win a? Final? No, they, they went, out went out in a straight, straight sense. Sense, right? Yeah.
1: But, I mean, yeah, that is a low because you finish top two means you get two home finals and you lose them both. Yeah. But at the same time, you feel like just the fact that they hosted a final. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, they are a bit unlucky
2: to drop out of the semi, really, because it was uh, only a late goal by um, Stormy Daniels. Yale yeah, I'll make yeah, Brent Daniels at uh, the 27-minute mark of the final quarter. Which, you know, you, you don't make finals by accident. Yeah. You have to play out every second, every single minute, particularly when there's only a few points in it. But um, they would have been a bit, bit gutted to lose in that last few moments.
1: Yeah, especially after getting off to such a great start. Mm. Um, they got yeah. an
2: absolute pasting. They kicked the first uh, what uh, four goals straight.
1: Yeah, and then took a deficit into quarter time. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was a funny game that one. It was very tight. Um, it was only going to be you know one or two goals in the final quarter, just the way it was played. And it was a great final though. Yeah, mm. of course, it was finals footy, uh, and they got to experience that.
2: But I think that's the uh, the advantage they came in under with so little finals experience yep. for a majority of the list. Yeah, mm, yeah. But they'll be you know so much better squad for that experience. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and that's what you felt like they, the fans stayed and cheered them even though they went out in straight sets. Yeah. So you feel like you know what they're going to be better for this. And if they got to the grand final, it was probably a year too early for them anyway. Yeah, and yeah. it makes
0: it makes the fans feel like they really earned it when they do win a flag. Yep, exactly. They don't feel like bandwagons like ah, we was full hurtful season that twenty nineteen.
1: Uh, all right, let's have a look at uh, their ins and outs uh, f- through the off-season. Uh, we'll start with their outs. Uh, obviously, Luke Hodge um, retired again. Uh, much less fanfare this time, but yeah. uh, walks straight into an off-field role anyway, and uh, half at the club, half at the media. Um, but uh, you'd have to say the decision to take him out of retirement for two years has done its job.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think it yeah. did better than I expected, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're disappointed to lose uh, backline
2: general Josh Walker, but, uh, you know, losing Hodge as well will be yeah. Uh, problematic.
1: Yeah, and I think Hodge, in their two finals, even though they lost, he was just about best on ground, or uh, well, best player for them um, in both of those he's games. He's certainly one of the most influential. Yeah. Uh, Josh Walker leaves to his third club. Um, he's a little bit of a filler. Louis Taylor, they've got to be disappointed in losing him because he's a former um, NAB Rising Star uh, mm, winner. Yeah. Um, and- very, very handy, very, very busy
2: looking uh, very sneaky in the Marsh series too I mean you never know what what that uh, transfers into the regular season
1: yeah doing well for the Swans and uh, Tom Cutler who's gone down to Essendon Um, a bit of depth lost in in those players there
2: I actually like little Taylor just because he's that sneaky little rapid fucker
1: yeah he's always busy and that's, that's good for a player all right, let's have a look at their double-ups for next year. So, remember, this is the team that finished uh, second on the ladder. Their double-ups are Geelong, Collingwood, Hawthorne, North and Gold Coast. You've got to be mm. fucking wrapped with that.
0: Mighty It's a uh, kind of bounce, that one.
1: It's uh, neither of the two grand finalists. Um, so, you've only got two teams that played in the finals, plus Gold Coast, which is obviously their cross-team yeah, rival. But...
2: Yeah. Um, you'd be stoked. Yeah, could, I mean, um, could not have asked for better. Who finished highest out of that mob? Uh,
1: well, Geelong finished uh, third. No, Geelong finished minor premiers. What am well, I talking yeah. about?
2: Yeah, yeah. I still think Geelong are on the down because I think all yep. their players are old.
1: Th- that's the other thing too. I think uh, yeah. Geelong are, are not going to be minor premiers this year. I
2: think uh, there's going to be a lot of breakdowns there, and I think uh, lacking Tim Kelly, they won't have much
1: depth. Yeah, but uh, or, or, or less depth anyway. Yeah. Um, so at the same time, out of last year's top four, Geelong are the ones I want to face most.
2: Yep. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, but you're Hawthorne, so you, you like beating the shit out of them too. Of course I do. Um, yeah, I mean, Brisbane uh, are a top eight squad easily. And with those double ups, they could go into the season expecting to win them all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
2: so that's what, 10 wins straight up?
1: <laughs> yep, 10 from those. Um, but, you know, out of those 10 double up games, I can't see them losing more than two.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think they'd be really disappointed if they did. This yeah, should exactly, be absolutely. should be easy money for them. This is what gets you into that top four position. Yeah, with Lockheed Neal having a
2: um, healthy. Preseason should yep. look good tomorrow too.
1: All right, so who is in for a big year at Brisbane? Like I had Neil down um, as as one because he was absolutely brilliant last year and I thought he um, should have got more votes come uh, Brownlow night, but uh, you'd expect him to do the same again. No signs of slowing healthy, down.
2: Hell yeah. Um, I mean, he, he looks good. Yeah. And I don't think there's many players that can
1: match him. Speaking of looking healthy, Marcus Adams, um, if he... It looks like he's had an injury free preseason, which hasn't happened for him for a long time. He's yeah. a specimen they call him and he's gonna be an absolute rock down back for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm like most excited about their forward line. Obviously, uh Lincoln McCarthy, who we already talked about. Yeah. Um obviously he can push down a little bit and make it really hard for a solid matchup yeah for defenders in that in that forward line. Very annoying. Yeah, because obviously Cam Rayner, another young guy is really showing what he can do. Um you you don't have enough Information on him because he's still developing, still becoming good. That it's, I think it's actually kind of a hard matchup because he's going to get better of off season and yeah, yeah, you're going to find they can do a lot of things that he couldn't do last season.
1: Yeah, another off season into him, I think he's going to yeah. gain that extra yard of pace which he, he's lacked. Yeah, and, and then he becomes you know, so unstoppable. Yeah, and it's
0: Danny McStay throwing the mix as well. It's yeah, pretty formidable. there's a lot he can work with that forward line. Uh, a lot of different, options. Well, and McCluggage and Cameron as the little blokes. I mean, yeah geez, they're pretty good at the drop of the ball. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Hipwood though, is he vegan? <laughs> He's anemic because
2: if he needs to get on the supplements that Adams Adams is on,
1: you know um, we've the next part we go through is who's on the outer, and I've almost put Hipwood in there because really? he, he he won't be he, they'll never let go of him because they think he could be the next Jeremy Cameron, but I think Just get on the protein lad. <laughs> I, I just, I don't see him, like, he's had that promise for a couple of years that he could absolutely tear something apart, but geez, he can go missing easily.
2: Yeah. I think because he's not a uh, contested mark player. Yeah. So when it's finals and everyone's tight shoulder to shoulder, uh, he has to work hard for it. Yeah. But he is a never stop moving player. Like, um, just his, his gas tank is massive. And part of it's because he probably weighs 65 kilos. Yeah.
1: But just through that though, I think he's beatable. You know, and, oh yeah, yeah. Um, when you come up against like a Jeremy Cameron or you know even Jack Rewalt or somebody like that, you go, oh Jesus Christ, what are we going to do? I think when it comes to Hipwood, you go, all right, we know what to do. Yeah, yeah just we just go Um
2: Having said that, if he gets on the on the gas on the preseason and manages <laughs> to dodge Asada for a bit, he could be a monster.
1: Yeah, he could be. I don't think that's going to happen somehow.
2: i oh, just hide under a few rings.
1: Um, I also had Alan Christensen down um, just uh, again purely on age and his kind of role there are a lot of other players there that do it and do it better than him
2: everything he does Charlie Cameron does better
1: oh and Lincoln McCarthy yeah I mean Lincoln McCarthy gives you so many different options um, Um, in a younger body
2: one that I've got a question mark over is Daniel Rich his best is brilliant yeah but his go missing factor is also there as well
1: yeah I think though uh, he's they've learnt how to Play him. Mm. Um, they've flogged the fuck out of him for years. Yeah, exactly. And he was sort of the only classy ball user they had. Now they got Neil and Zorko which are going to get all the ball. Um, yeah. With Luke Hodge going out and obviously Grant Birchall coming in, um, I didn't do the ins. Um, I think that he's going to be more of that leader behind the ball. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, actually, so and I also, think,
2: I think Harris Andrews has to take that spot. He's, he's going to
1: be the, the key he's an unbelievable backman yeah and he's going to take the best forward each week um, but his job is going to be to stop somebody I think Rich is going to be the one alright we've got the ball now give it to him you sort it out
2: yeah I want to see Andrew's on Walker just to see who's got the bigger ears <laughs>
1: it would be good um, uh, uh, Tex has only got one big ear though Yeah, <laughs> one sits in a little bit closer um I didn't do the ins, but uh, Birchall was one we mentioned, but they're going to get, a, you know, just an experience out of him. And it looks yeah. like he's up and playing, which he hasn't done much in the last couple of years. Um, but also on the outer is Cam Ellis Yeoman, who's one of the players I've yeah. just got in. Um, copped a little bit of a whacking from the coach. Yeah. Um, he, he got dropped from a preseason game because uh, if you read into it, wasn't preparing himself right. right. That's not good. That's, That's not a good first terrible. impression.
0: That is
2: terrible. But it's one of those ones where a player can either accept that and go, all right, yep, yeah, no, fair enough, I fucked up. I'm going to work twice as hard. Yeah. Or they go, oh, you know, I'm just up here for a holiday. I don't give a fuck anyway. And they yeah. end up fucking their career over. Yes. We
0: had those problem with the crows. It seems like he's got a fuck ton of talent, so he didn't have to put in work until you're against a league where people have got more talent and they work harder. Yeah. Uh,
1: like if that's coming out of the coach, it sounds like a little bit of a lack of effort. That's not a good sign. No. Yeah. I mean, especially talent.
2: everyone at the AFL level has got talent. Yeah. It's just mm. the difference is how many people have talent and work hard. Yeah. yeah exactly.
1: Um, so I think he's in a bit of trouble. Uh, coach pressure zero fuck all fuck all um, yeah. I, I, I don't know if um, he's just signed a new deal Fagan um, but they absolutely love him they believe in him the fans love him there's zero chance he doesn't see out another three years yeah um, do you reckon Voss is up for an uh, assistant job do you reckon he's set his <laughs> resume said,
2: uh, can, I, can I come back now I reckon you
1: guys are on to something I think Voss is going to stay where he is and might get a hedge uh, role there yeah um, I changed that at the last second didn't I do? Well. <laughs> Alright uh, so uh, 16 wins finishing second uh, in 2019 where do you see the Brisbane Lions finishing in 2020?
2: Well I think they kind of went a bit hard during the regular season and it's some some teams are good enough to run the whole league yep. but I think they're going to try and do a Sydney and keep their powder dry so mm-hmm. they're going to rest their players throughout the season not take chances with injuries and finish a bit lower down but they'll be coming in September with a very strong list and looking to go the whole way. So I've got them finishing uh, six in the regular season, but that could very much change come finals.
1: So finishing six, uh, we talk about premiership windows, and I think there's only a certain number of clubs that are a premiership chance. Do you say they're a chance? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think they are too.
0: Yeah, uh, I've got them. Um, see, I feel like they've got a history of flogging the fuck out of their players. I don't even think they know how to rest players. <laughs> so I feel like they're going to yeah really push it in the finals and ran out of that top four, four with the fourth spot,
1: and premiership chance.
0: Absolutely premiership yeah. chance. They'll be in there and fighting. If they can just hammer out some inconsistencies they have, and uh, they've got some some flaws that get exposed by uh, better rounded out teams, really, um, they've got a few game plans that they don't really have a, an answer for at the moment. But they're a team that's going to improve, um, you know, every month.
1: Yeah, I've got them finishing sixth, but I think that is absolute worst case scenario is they'll finish sixth. Yeah. Um, even now that I go back through it and look at their double ups, I think, you know, a top two finish again is not out of out of uh, reason. Yeah. Um, but sixth, I think they'll just drop a few as they uh, taper into finals and give it a red hot go.
2: Yeah, I'm probably a little pessimistic on them too because I've actually got Frio finishing fifth above them and uh, I, I can't see that's that happening. Shit. Yeah, I can't see that happening. That's, right. that's, uh, a, that's I must, a regret, that one. I might have been high as balls. Um or- yeah, that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, but it I helped. feel like we did an episode just on Josh's uh, ladder picks.
2: <laughs> I don't know how the fuck that happened. But anyway, <laughs> it is what it is.
1: It is what it is. All right, the loss. Good right. luck. Peace.